Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. So today, the title of my message is Responding by Faith. Look at your neighbor and say, how are you going to respond? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, how are you going to respond to God's Word? Everything in life that we go through creates a response from us. We have a choice on how we will respond to life situations, the things that we go through. And when we live and choose by faith, we begin to see God's word perform and work in our life. But when we choose the latter, which is through unbelief, we see that we don't see the full benefit of God's word work in our life. Amen? So whether it's good or bad, there's always going to be a response. And our response to things in life comes from a variety of things that we are feeding on. What do I mean by that? Well, when you are constantly allowing the things of this world to cause you to compromise your walk with God, it's going to be hard to serve God. When you are allowing the things of this world, what do I mean by the things of this world? Well, it could be the cares of this life. It could be the issues, the pressures, the struggles, the battles that you are going through. Or it could just be all the way down to watching Netflix at night rather than spending time with God. It could be the small things, and really, that's the subtle things that the enemy will work in, is to distract you with your time. I'm going to fall victim to this quite a bit, and I have to remind myself, you know what? These things are not going to help cause growth within me to serve God. It's not going to show me how to follow after God, how to commit my life to the church, how to build his kingdom. These things are going to distract me, and ultimately, I'll be in a place of constant defeat. And today, if you are feeling that way, if you're in a place where you say, you know what, I believe God, I know he's real, I know I'm going to heaven, but I'm not seeing God work in my life. Well, it could be because of how you are responding to God's word. How we respond to things will determine how you go through those things. How you respond to God's word is going to determine how his word will work in your life. You can't come to God in fear and unbelief. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Hebrews 11, verse 6, and I'm reading now the English Standard Version, and it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists And that he rewards those who seek him. That word please means acceptable. So without faith, we know it's impossible to please God. Or without faith, God can't accept what we're doing. In other words, faith is the only thing that God can accept. Uh Uh-oh. So you're telling me that I have to come to God in faith. Yeah. That's the only thing that he can accept because the word please means acceptable. The only way God can accept you is by your faith. Well, how does that reign true right now? Well, how did you get saved? You had faith, right? You believed in the gospel. You heard the gospel. Then what happened? You responded in faith, and you what? Became saved. You think about this. The gospel is about God sending himself as a son or as a man, Jesus, giving his life for you and me today, 
putting himself on a cross, and three days later he rose again. You believe that. Who believes that? Raise your hand. Let me see. You believe that. Why is it so hard to believe all the other things then? Why is it hard to believe that God wants to bless you? Why is it hard to believe that God wants you to have peace? Why is it hard to believe that God wants to see your children saved, that God wants to see your children serve and commit their life to God? Why is it hard to just follow after God every single day? When we are believing that we're going to heaven, we're believing in eternity, that one day we're not going to be here forever, that we have eternal life with him. Think about it, That's huge. Some people will call you crazy. But then when it comes to the small things, for some reason, we have difficulty responding to God's word. And this is where it becomes the everyday, what we do every day. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, and this is how you got born again. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you what? Became saved. You got born again. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So you got your speaker connected to your believer. Who's ever heard that before? If you've been raised in church, you've probably heard that probably a few times. You got your speaker connected to your believer when you got saved. It's the same way when it comes to the things in this life. How we respond to God can only be by one way, and that's faith. It's through faith. Romans 10, verse 17, we know says this, and you've heard this scripture thousand times probably. And if you're new to church, maybe this is the first time you're hearing it. But Romans chapter 10, 17 says, so faith comes from what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. So it's what we hear that allows us to create a response to it. It's what we hear, how we hear it, and then we can respond. What you feed on is so important. Because whatever the center and the focus of what is going in your ears and what is going into your eyes and what is going into your heart, that is what's going to come out of your mouth. That's what's going to come out of your walk. That's what's going to come out of your commitment. That's what's going to come out of how you live and how you serve God, how you raise your children, how do you do business, how you do everything in this life is going to come from what you feed on. If you don't have relationship with God every single day, it's hard to live transformed every day. It's hard to live according to his word every day. We know that Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 says what? Not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. Through what? The word of God. We're talking about a response by faith. So what you hear will cause you to respond It can be in faith or it can be in unbelief. It can be believing and trusting in God or it can be in doubt, unbelief, fear, don't know how this is going to work. And right now, we're going to jump into a few stories because my main focus for you today is to help you get to a place where you are responding to all life situations, circumstances, and things you go through as a person by faith. I want to dig in the Bible a little bit and show you men and women of God who are faced with choices, and they chose to respond by faith. And, that, and because of that response in faith, God's word was able to work in their life. 
Did you hear what I said? Because of their response by faith or in faith, God's word was able to work. See, you can respond according to his word or according to someone else's or even according to your own opinion, to your own ideas you've created within your mind. And we know that that's how most people live. You know, when you just talk about Christianity and being Christ followers, I guarantee you there's a lot of people that will say you're crazy and Jesus isn't real, the Bible isn't real, right? Have you ever walked into that? You ever had that conversation before? I have many times. But that doesn't mean it's not true. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4, or chapter 3, and I'm really going to paraphrase these stories, but just for the sake of reference for you as you study Exodus chapter 3, and I'm going to go from chapter 3 and chapter 4 and read a couple of scriptures. And we're talking about responding by faith. And this is a story of Moses when he was with the sheep and he saw the burning bush. And in that burning bush, it was God. And go to chapter 3 and verse 6. Verse 6. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. And then God, or the Lord, began to tell him what's going on with his people, the affliction that's happening in Egypt, and how they're slaves, and how it's, he wants to see them set free and delivered. And go to verse 11. Verse 11. And Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? In verse 12, he says, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. So God is telling Moses what he is going to do. He's going to use him to set the people free. He's going to use him as the deliverer. But it's not going to be because of him, but it's going to be according to his word and because of who God is. And if you continue to read, Moses begins to make excuses and find reasons why he can't do it. You know, in, verse, in chapter 4, verse 1, Moses said, they will not believe me or they will not even listen to my voice. How often do we do this? When it comes to living according to his word by faith and responding to it in faith, we find every reason why we can't do it. You know, this whole past month, Pastor Brian has been ministering on building for our future on vision. And if that didn't spark faith in you, I don't know what will. If that didn't cause you to say, you know what, I have to sow into this because I don't want to miss God. Did you respond to it in faith or did you respond to it according to your checkbook, according to your job, according to what you don't have, according to what the world says? Or did you say, you know what, I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to allow God to use me. I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in his word because according to his word, It'll work. Go to Luke chapter 1. Everybody doing good? Luke chapter 1. <clears throat> and this is about Mary. And let's start in verse 26. In the six months, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph 
of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, and there will be no end. Mary's response. How will this be since I'm a virgin? Think about this. She's hearing all these things of what's going to happen. She's going to have a son. It's going to be the most high God. It's going to be Jesus, the Messiah. And her first response was, how is this going to work? I'm not even married yet. And then the angel answers her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And then watch what happens. This is amazing. In verse 36, and behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is in the sixth month where with her who was called barren. So the angel is actually helping her faith, if you can't see it. He's telling her, do you not know what's going on right now? Let me tell you, Elizabeth, who has been barren, is actually pregnant as well. It was building her faith because look what happens next. For nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary responded. How did she respond? Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to what? Your word. She heard about Elizabeth. Today, when we look at the Bible, it's not just a bunch of stories. And it's like, oh, man, that happened during that time. No, it's, for to, it's to encourage you to build your faith and so you can respond by faith. It's to say, you know what, if it happened for them, it can happen for me. Mary responded and said, according to your word. God said it, I believe it. It's that simple. How are you responding today? Is it saying, according to your word, Lord, I'll do it? According to your word, God, I'll seek first your kingdom. According to your word, God, I'll follow you for the rest of my life. I'll commit my life to you. It says this in Proverbs or Psalms 37 5 Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. Trust in him, have faith in him, respond to him in faith, and he will what? Act. He will do. Commit your ways to the Lord. We don't come to church on Sunday just to be entertained. We don't come here just to hang out. No, we come here to be built up in the Word and and by the Spirit of God to experience the glory of God. That's what happened during praise and wherever you're experiencing the glory of God. But also to go out every single day and to be a witness, to be a light in the job, to your family, wherever you go. But it starts with being able to respond to God by faith first. It starts from a place where every single morning you wake up and you have relationship with God. You have fellowship with God. Because there's no other way that people can see that you are a Christian. There's no other way people can experience the power of God through your testimony if you do not have fellowship with him. Because they won't know that you're of the light. Because you act just like they act. But see, we got to get to a place where we say, God... I want to respond to your word by faith. 
God, I want to respond to you because I want to know you. I want to know your heart. I know that I'm only on this life for a short 110 years. If you live 110, amen. I'm aiming high. It's very short. Life's not about just working a job, working from nine to five, having family. No, all those things are awesome and beautiful. Life is about serving him and, bring, and building the kingdom of God. All that stuff's great. We do that, but that doesn't become priority and first, just like Pastor Brian's been ministering on. No, he's first. Think about it. You are believing that one day you're going to be with him. But it's hard to sow. It's hard to commit. It's hard to go to a 5 p.m. Sunday night class. <laughs> now I know I'm stepping on toes, but I'm okay with that because I know when I saw my parents respond to the word of God, we were in the house of God at any time the doors were open. You know what it did? It put me where I'm at today. I wouldn't be here if they didn't respond the way they did. I promise you. I saw faith. I remember just seeing my mom and dad praying, just committing their life. And then it got in me. I'm doing the same thing to my son. Every single morning we wake up, we get in the car. I'm helping him memorize scripture. I guarantee you I can get my boy up here, and he can quote 10 scriptures by heart, and he goes fast now. <laughs> Sometimes I can't even understand what he's saying, but he goes fast. Why am I doing this? Because I'm showing how to respond to God. I'm showing them how to have a relationship with God. And you say I'm indoctrinating him. I'm glad I am because I want him to know who God is. I want him to know what he believes. I don't want him just to be some weak Christian when he goes to school and he sees all the influence and everything that's going around him. I want him to know who he is in God because there's going to be temptation. There's going to be things that he's going to have to come against, and he's going to know who to turn to. He's going to be God. He may make a mistake. He may mess up. He may fail. But I know that he'll always turn back to the thing that was put in him, and that was God's word. Always. Mary said, according to your word. Go to Mark chapter 5. Pastor Brian talked about the woman of the issue of blood last week and how she heard the word. She heard of Jesus, and she grabbed the hold of that, and she was made whole. But within that same story, there's a man by the name of Jairus. Mark chapter 5, verse 21 And actually, if we go to verse 22, Mark chapter 5, verse 22. It said, Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet, and he implored him, Jesus. And he said, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So Jairus has obviously heard of Jesus and what he is capable of and what he has done. And this man comes to Jesus and says, my daughter's about to die. I need you to come heal her. This is where his faith was. He heard about Jesus and said, if they can happen for them, it can happen for me. And I'm going to go to him. And then we see in 24 and 26 and 27, and you keep on 29, all the way up to 35. Jairus just now saw a miracle. He just now saw a woman with an issue of blood get healed miraculously, immediately. And then what happens in verse 35? While Jesus was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house someone who said, your daughter 
35. Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Man, this is so good because this is what happens to us. You come to God responding in faith. You come trusting in his word. And you know, you're stirred up. You had a great church service. You feel good. But then, bam, something else happens. The battle gets a little more intense. The struggle gets a little harder because you're pressing through, because you're believing for a breakthrough. And now the fight's on. It gets a lot harder. You know, it could be anything. It could be financial. It could be within your business. It could be with your kids. You know, you could have a good moment, and then, bam, next moment is just, you know, how to fall out again. This is just exactly what happened. He saw this woman get healed. His faith, I guarantee you, I mean, if you would have saw someone get healed like that, how many's faith would be like, wow, anything's possible? Definitely. Anything would be possible. And then they say, your daughter's dead. Don't bother him anymore. How is that for people to come and say, what? Well, it's not going to work. People do that often within our life, who we let in. You know, you might be believing in God and say, you know, according to your word, God, I know you're going to do it. But then there's other people saying, oh, he can't do that. You crazy? You may allow some other influence something to get you distracted from the walk and from the way and from serving God and from trusting in God. How oftentimes do we do that when we know God's word? Because reality, a lot of us know God's word, but we're not always responding in faith to it because of life, because of the cares of this life. That seeds in us, but are we allowing the things of this life to choke it up? Are we allowing distractions? Are we not spending time with him? Are we not in fellowship with him? Jairus, at this moment, I guarantee you, felt like all hope's gone. What happened? 36. But Jesus overhearing what these guys said, he looked at them, said, do not fear, only believe. I'm looking at you today and saying, do not fear, only believe. Do not fear, only believe. Do not look at what's happening. Do not allow yourself to get off of what God is doing in your life. Stay grounded, stay planted, and believe. Respond to his word by faith. Because it's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to not see what God has promised. But if you will hold on, if you will trust in his word, just like in Romans chapter 4, when Abraham was not moved by what was going on in Sarah's womb, what was going on with his body, it said that he was fully persuaded that what God promised, he was able to perform. And let me tell you that God is going to work, and he is working in your life. But how will you respond? Will it be by faith? Will it be like, I'm not fearing, but I'm obeying God. I'm not fearing, but I'm praising God. I'm not fearing because I believe in God. How is it today? Jesus is saying, don't fear. It's going to work. You will see it. You are it. You are healed. You are free. Your marriage will work. Your kids will know God. I mean, it has to. With God, all things are what? Possible. And lastly, Acts 16. If you continue on in the story, we know what happens. The daughter gets healed. She comes, she, Jesus said, she's not dead, she's asleep. <laughs> Isn't that funny? 
Jesus could see something completely different that they couldn't. Acts 16. I'll close with this. And we'll go in verse 20. uh, I believe it's 25. 25, yep. So, kind of a paraphrasing. Paul and Silas are in prison. They're in jail. And about midnight, it says, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. So how do we respond to God's word? Well, we respond by faith. Well, what does that look like? What does faith look like? Well, this is it right here. It's a perfect picture. About midnight, in a prison cell, two dudes, locks and chains. What do they do? Do they complain? Like, oh, man, where's God? He left us. Huh, we're going to die. No. They begin praying and singing hymns to God. We just got done singing a song. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to the Lord. Right? But I feel like a lot of us are saying, I hope I see a victory. I hope I see a victory. Because I feel like I'm alone. (laughs) The truth is you're not. Their response by faith was what? Praise. What else is it? Trust. What else is it? Obedience. What else? Confession. Speaking out his word. It's literally deciding that you're going to do the opposite of what you want to do. If I can say it that way. You don't want to do what the flesh wants you what, what, what the flesh wants you to do. No, you're going to do what God's word says. So you got to get to a place where you actually believe his word and say, according to your word, I'm going to praise. According to your word, I'm going to obey. According to your word, I'm going to trust in you because I know that your word is true. It's not the truth that will set you free. It's the truth that you know that will set you free. But see, you got to know that God is working on your behalf. See, I got a lot of you just looking at me. And I think there needs to be a little bit more participation. Because I'm telling you, when you get to heaven, it ain't going to be a spectating sport. It's going to be a participation. See, you need to know that God is working for you. It isn't about, oh, this is who I am. No, you need to get out of who you are and begin to see how God sees you. Because you are a child of God. You're an overcomer by the word, by the blood of the lamb. And see, when you put your faith in God, when you put your trust in God, you're saying, God, I know I can't do it, but you can. This looks completely and like I'm going to lose, but I know that you are faithful. I know that your word is true. And that doesn't matter how I'm feeling right now. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what the doctor is saying. It doesn't matter what my marriage looks like. It doesn't matter because I know that God is working. It's a praise. That's why our response when we come to the house of God, it should be, man, I want to jump. I want to lift my hands. I want to clap. I want to shout. I don't care about what people see because the reality is I want them to see what God is doing in my life. But the problem is God's not doing anything in life because of how you are responding to him. He's always working. But what are you doing? How are you responding? Man, I'm telling you, I feel a shift in my heart. I don't, I don't know how else to say this, but for the past few weeks, man, I'm going to cry because I just I feel God just in my life, personally changing just very, just things within my life. 
not allowing discouragement, not allowing everything in life to just get me away from the focus of what God's called me to do. And I believe it's the same for you. You can't allow things to get you off focus of what God's purposed you to do. God wants to see your family serve him. God wants to see your marriage made whole. God wants to see you blessed. God wants to see you healed. But it's only by the way you will respond to his word. There's no other way. Today, receive. Will you receive it? Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.